microphone stand here. Oh, look at how fresh you look right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to the Bugs Need Hero podcast, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring ability of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Normally, we would spend an episode creating an insect-inspired superhero or villain. But this time, we want to do a very special episode. Talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that is available on Disney Plus and I assume maybe somewhere else. But probably not. So I don't know what I'm talking about, actually. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what's what's bugging you? <laughs> we didn't really do that. We didn't really do what's, that intro this time. What's bugging me? What's um, bugging you? Well, uh, also real quick, so the listeners know, um, producer Derek is going to edit this today and pop this bad boy out, I guess, tomorrow. So edits are going to be a little iffy. Um, so please Minimal. excuse us if we, if we go off on tangents. <laughs> if you've ever wondered what a live show would be with us, this will probably be pretty yeah, You'll hear just how often he edits out our uh, uhs and, uh, and long um, pauses and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sort of stuff. <laughs> but um what's what's bugging me? Uh I am now COVID free. Hooray! <laughs> like eleven days of awful and uh and I'm vaccinated, so it was and boosted. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. But now I'm good. Uh, we had a cold last week. It was not COVID, it was just a, a head cold. We tested several times to make sure. <laughs> But the only person in the house who didn't get sick was my husband, and he works at a hospital, so he's been boosted like four, five times, and <laughs> I, I'm like, maybe, and that's what made me kept thinking, like, well, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's COVID, I need a test, because Cody was the only one who didn't get it, because he's, and I thought, well, he's been boosted so much, maybe, but no, he's just, he just made of hardier stuff than the rest he's, of us. He's got a good immune system. Being in the hospital has probably given him a pretty fun time immune system maybe pre in the pre-covid world if you can remember such a time (laughs) i cannot (laughs) i barely can if i'm honest uh he got like bronchitis every year every year he'd get this horrible takes him out for a week lung infection oh man but with masks on he didn't get it and then this year he didn't get that so maybe he's stronger than all of us now maybe he (laughs) has his mutation power has finally (laughs) manifested he's calling professor x good for him good for cody good for him yesterday so i went uh listeners it's black friday yesterday i went to the goodwill which does not have black friday sales but i was like let's go um and we were talking about uh powers that wouldn't get you an x-men spot but would be cool to have and the one i decided i would want is you can touch an object and know its history because if you've ever walked through a goodwill what a good idea amanda what a great power (laughs) you've ever walked through specifically the framed pictures at a goodwill the things people frame and then abandon in the goodwill are amazing i mean we were there it was like someone's whole thesis like like thesis for an art class it was all these like illustrations that were framed and like were clearly about like someone's life because oh, it was like cool. a recurring woman and her cat i was like why are these 
at the Goodwill. What does it yeah, mean? Yeah, who got that rid of those? Here? Yeah. And there was like framed pictures of words, but the words were just in, in a different language. I don't know what that language was, but why were these random words framed? I Is don't it like know. live, laugh, love in another language? <laughs> <laughs> we looked it up. It was actually like North, West, South, East, oh. whatever. We only found three of them, so I don't know where South was. But, like, why? Why were they here? I want to know. That would be, that, if I could pick a power that power. didn't get me an X-Man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I would pick. Maybe, I don't know, all the powers I can think of would probably be pretty good for X-Men. I can't think of anything <laughs> super mundane. Low-key, though, do you really want to be an X-Man? Like, I'm not sure I no. really actually want to be one. I'm not that brave or heroic. I, to be I don't honest. really like fighting. Sometimes I'll watch a show like Survivor and they have like these challenges or like wrestle in the mud for challenges. Wow. Get immunity. And I'm like, I'm good, Jeff Probst. I uh <laughs> I'm good. I don't well, really I'm, like to be funny. I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm like fighting. physical. Uh I I go to the gym almost every day. I like stuff that challenges me physically. I would, I'd wrestle a jerk in some mud. Why not? I would rather but, um, eviscerate him with my words. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I could take a punch. That's the, that's the problem. I feel like I would not I be good at that. I think people, the average person underestimates how much a punch in the face hurts. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think but not maybe if you're an expert, it doesn't hurt that much. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's like an implied secondary power that, that all X-Men are just good at getting punched in the face. Like everyone with those mutant abilities, maybe punches just don't hurt that much. Maybe it doesn't hurt that much. I mean, Cyclops must be used to it by now. That dude gets punched oh, in the face all constantly. the time. Constantly. And, and just right to knock his glasses off somehow. Every single time. <laughs> Pew. <laughs> no! My ass! My ass! <laughs> I feel like we're straying into He's kind of the worst X-Men. I'm gonna he, he, I'm gonna be oh, rude. He often is the worst. <laughs> he often is the worst. I had uh such a, like a schoolgirl crush on him in the 90s, and I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he should not have done that. Uh, it was all the cables, he, you know, or all the well, all the pockets. Yeah. You know. You I just loved pockets, pockets when I was 10, I guess. <laughs> Because we didn't have pockets. It's true. As, as mm-hmm. young girls, no pockets. As 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 girls in the nineties, <laughs> pockets were forbidden to us. Verboten. <laughs> Verboten. Although uh, I guess we're not we're not talking X Men today, though. What are, what no, are we talking? Yeah, speaking, we're in the right universe, <laughs> yeah. but we're not we're not in the right section of the universe. We were we. So you watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special last night. Overall, did. did you like it? Did you not like it? I thought it was very cute. I thought it was very um, cute as well. It was very, very cute. And Kevin Bacon did a nice job. Kevin you know. Bacon, he's one of those celebrities I've never really heard anything bad about. You know? I, I, no this, hot goss about Kevin Bacon. No hot goss about Kevin Bacon. I'm sure he's been rude to people in restaurants because I think we've all been rude to re- people at restaurants at some point or another. Yeah. But when you're a celebrity, a celebo, that becomes news. Ola. What's his name? James Corden just got canceled over it. Although I've always got well, the impression that he I was feel ruined. like James Corden is always rude to people in restaurants, and that's exactly. very different. Exactly. Yeah. We all have bad moments. You're but having I, a bad day. Sometimes it comes out like, oh no, he's always like this. And you're like, oh, that's sad. I don't think sad he's funny, so I don't. He doesn't. I, it's he's not my my guy. I guess. Yeah. Not my kind of comedy. I love carpool karaoke, 
But I think what I love is the concept of carpool karaoke mm. and not necessarily James Corden hosts carpool it'd, karaoke. It'd be great if it was anyone else doing right. carpool karaoke. Right. Like an actual singer, maybe, you know? Like, Lizzo. No shade. I want, to the... I want Lizzo oh my gosh. carpool there's karaoke. A, there's a Lizzo episode of carpool karaoke. Well, I so... want her to be the host. Yeah. Agreed. Switch yeah. it out. Switch it out. But anyway, but Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Very delightful. Bacon. Uh, he's been married to... I looked it up last night because uh, his wife features on the phone on the at several phone. points in the in the special, but that's his actual wife's voice, and they've been married since like 1988, which wow. in Hollywood years might as well be a thousand a thousand yeah, that's years. They've impressive. been impressive, and she's no, an actress um, too. She's is it Kira Sedgwick? Yeah, correct. You Kira knew. Sedgwick. Is yeah, and there's no scandals, no like infidelity scandals. I mean, I didn't do like a deep dive on Kevin Bacon, I didn't do six degrees of Kevin Bacon last night, but I hope not. I don't want there to be. I I love it when people are together, yeah, and there's no problems again in Hollywood years. It feels like forever. I have a theory that two people can't be working in Hollywood and both be successful at the same time and keep their marriage. Oh, it's gotta be hard. I I just can't imagine like long distance all the time. You want to talk about temptation all the time, like the ego it takes to be a kind, like just the kind of person who wants to be famous has a certain type of ego, and uh being long distance and famous and all the i just feels like the perfect storm to yeah. not have your marriage and all last. the very attractive people who will throw themselves at you right there's yeah. a lot of temptation a lot of temptation I, and i would say staying married and staying sober in hollywood both yeah. seem like impossible tasks like well, so our, shout out to kevin bacon for being with the same woman all this time one of our and for our, her for our, sticking by his side yeah one of our heroes of new jersey mr john bon jovi has uh, oh. been with his wife since 1989. So we love Kevin Bacon. His performance yeah. was great. We love that he loves his wife. We love and that he loves We love, it. love a man who loves his wife. And it's tough out there for a wife guy right now. So it is. The internet has taught us that <laughs> it's the internet to be has alive. revealed. <laughs> but he sings, which is great. I, I didn't I know he could why. sing. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of him as a singer, but like. I think I guess I think more of him as a dancer because of Footloose. Footloose, Footloose. the goose. <laughs> I don't know what the words are. Then <laughs> uh, did they remake Footloose a little while ago, and it was like not good. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't do it. You can't remake you can't, those can't movies. Just sometimes there's lightning movie. in a bottle. Yeah, just make a new movie. Make a new one. Make what Footloose was that hand too. gesture you just made? That was lightning that in a bottle. Lightning. Sorry. <laughs> Pshew, 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 and then I captured it. This Ugh. is what I wish that that the, we were recording video because well we are, but we're not going to show you. But yeah. seeing Amanda's hands come together to form lightning in a bottle. I mean, a good thirty uh, percent of my communication is hand based. Is it? <clears throat> I thought yeah. it was little noises. Oh, like the ones I just did as I <laughs> chopped my hands about. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an all over communication you're, you're very animated and i like mm, it yes and that's why you and i make a good team kelly because you you sit still in your chair like a proper girl like a proper <laughs> little student of science and i'm all over the place well, i'm always so. fidgeting with something i have adhd so i'm always hand oh this fidgeting. is an adhd friendly podcast yeah, i believe yeah. all three of us are, are <laughs> <diagnosed>. ADHD. 
So I'm always hand fidgeting, but I'm not I'm not a big body fidget. I think I've just forced myself not to body fidget. Oh, oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that says, I'm like imagining young you being like whipped with a ruler. You're like, stop <laughs> fidgeting. So terrible Matilda-esque yeah. situation. That, that was more stop looking out the window. Pay attention oh. and stop looking out the window. I was a looking out the window kid. Uh, I'm a drawer on the margins kid. Mm. Which of course makes sense now that I'm an adult who draws. So <laughs> I I love when my students um, would draw on their, and I teach college students, but I was I would always encourage them if you're feeling frustrated or nervous when you're taking an exam or a quiz, doodle in the margins. It'll help calm you down a little bit, and uh, and they would draw me all kinds of great little pictures and comic strips, and and they said it helped. It helped them relax a yeah. little bit. So. I think, I mean, it always calms me down. I always, and again, I'll go back to ADHD. Drawing actually helps me listen better because if my hands are occupied, my ears can be unoccupied. Mm -hmm. So, but helps the brain focus a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those things that more, I hope more teachers understand now than they did when I was a kid, but. I I think they do. I think we have a lot of more accommodations now, which is nice. I hope so. Um, Look, look at our ADHD. We're supposed to be talking about Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. <laughs> so the reason we watch the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special in particular is because it is based around Mantis, who, of course, is a buggy-based hero. Uh, so she, at least in the MCU, her only power seems to be psycho-emotional <laughs> manipulation, manipulation of some kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in in her intro, she's in charge of making sure the ego goes to sleep. She like mm. touches him, and he gets to rest that way. And then she can read how you're feeling, and then she can influence how you're feeling in the MCU. Uh, I don't know if she has more powers than that uh, in the comics. I this is a confession. I'm sorry, listeners. I know a lot about comics, but I don't typically know a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy because I do not like comics that are based in space. Not a space comic. I don't like space. Um, You've heard of your first Amanda is anti-space. I'm not anti. Like, if you like space, (laughs) fine. I I like the aesthetic of space. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. But I don't like to think about how big space is. It freaks me out. Oh, the infinity of space? The infinity of space. It is a little horrifying. I understand. My husband loves space. He actually kind of thinks it's cool that it looks like, what's out there? And I'm like, I don't want to know. My husband also <laughs> I don't need space. Enough. Big space fan. Yeah. yeah. My four-year-old loves planets. He loves to learn about the planets. He loves to sing songs about the planets. Uh, he'll tell me things about the planets sometimes. Sometimes they are incorrect, but that's because all our <laughs> all my books are from the 90s. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you need Um, some updated planet books. Yeah. At one point, he wanted to be the Earth for Halloween. And I was like, no, (laughs) you're not allowed to be the Earth for Halloween. Sorry. Uh, He loves planets. I don't like space. I think it's freaky. And like the giant head they're living in floating in space. Yeah, the nowhere head is cool. Nowhere head? I will grant you that that. Yeah, it's called nowhere spelt like the word I know things, you know. Mm -hmm. Clever mm. play on words there. Thanks, Marvel. But, Thank thanks, you. thanks, Marvel. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know a whole lot about Mantis's power set outside this. That's... I do know that she was she's one of the very few characters that has jumped universes, as in she was once a DC character, 
mm-hmm. and is now a Marvel character. There's a couple characters that have gotten eaten up by DC or Marvel that were on smaller brands, the way that like Captain Marvel now Shazam was oh, a smaller yeah. a smaller comic that DC was like ah which is complicated <laughs> we could get into that whole thing but <laughs> but uh according to according to my research Dorothy Ann style and Derek's <laughs> research cuz he's the producer Mantis yeah. first appeared in the Avengers and then um in a, she 1973 appears in, right back in 1973 yeah and then she appears in Marvel during uh, a Justice League run and she's called Willow there when she asks where she's come from she says this one uh, this one has come from a place she must not name to reach a place no man must know and apparently that's the Marvel universe And but now she's back in the MCU Marvel has firmly claimed her as like this is our property you're not allowed to take this DC uh, she's, she's cute uh I like her. I, I haven't really read. I have not read many Guardians of the Galaxy comics. I like. Um, uh, what have I been reading? I just went through the Immortal uh, Immortal Hulk, which was really fun. Uh, recommended by Derek, and um, uh, some Thor. Uh, I like Spider Man. Maybe I should read some more Guardians of the Galaxy though. It's been a while. Uh, but Mantis. So. Because we are also a bug podcast, um, (laughs) I was, she doesn't have any powers that I would associate with a mantis. Um, You don't think that a a mantis (laughs) could touch you and be like, I know all your thoughts and feelings and also I can change them. I mean, I I do feel differently when I see a praying mantis. You you look at those big, beautiful praying mantis eyes and you think maybe they can do that, but they just, they just can't. They have such a uniquely shaped head. head. Yeah. With the like very triangular with the eyes that kind of bulge out to the Like it's such a distinct head shape. I'm surprised oh, yeah. that they would name a character Mantis who doesn't have that shape more featured on her. Yeah. I don't know why they chose that name for her. Um, and she's got uh, antennae, which are fairly feathered. Mm-hmm. Um, right on the very tippies. They the have tips, little yeah. light up featheries. And there are feathery antennae mantis, um, mantises of the conehead mantis group. They have feathered antennae, uh, which look uh, really neat. But they're, the whole antennae itself is feathered, not just the tip. Not just the um, tip. And they don't glow. <laughs> they don't glow <laughs> when the mantises are doing things. In the, seem to glow. In the Guardian, was it a Guardians of the Galaxy game? She recently featured in, and in that one she seems to... Uh, be somewhat connected to a multiverse and seems to see many paths to and from her location and it has driven her slightly mad at least in that game Um, but at one point she does fight and she has these like robot arms that kind of click out and they are very mantis like the oh because i'd say the the big thing you know about prey man i mean they're named after their little pose with their little (laughs) The little claw arms. You can't see me doing it, listeners. But I'm doing Amanda's claw doing the little arms claw right arms. <laughs> <laughs> what, that is exactly how you would make Amanda's claw arm, listeners, is what Amanda's yes, doing. Please, is- please, if you're listening right now and you're not driving the car, please feel free to make some. It's not terribly <laughs> dissimilar from Velociraptor arms. 
but the, pretty close. the wrists are more flexed <laughs> and then you chop 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 things chop 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 um <laughs> but that's what they're they're named after is that little almost prayer-like pose of their arms and then <laughs> and the mantis doesn't really have that no no it's yeah she's kung fu arms, which is nice so she did have some sort of weaponry that mimicked that shape at least in this one game so she does occasionally have more mantis like features (laughs) but her main power set of i i feel you not very mantis like no i guess the next obvious question is uh does she (laughs) eat the heads of her boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) which i've heard is not really true of mantis that in the wild in the in the free and in the wild the boy mantis gets out of dodge before she ever they, they try but she will she'll get she him still need him if she can yeah um you, I, yeah. you need that you need the protein so when a when a female insect is producing eggs you need protein like our friends the mosquitoes who need to bite us <laughs> to get they blood. bite us yes yeah or the midges the uh, midges bite um, or flies the praying mantis just eats her partner and that's where she gets the the protein <laughs> it's hard out there for a mantis because <laughs> i've heard i heard a rumor female. once that that was observed in captivity and there's a certain amount of things that uh animals do when they're kept in captivity that aren't really true of them in the wild but because of the conditions of captivity mm. they engage in this behavior and i heard that eating their partner was one of those things for mantis yeah, they'll, they'll do it in the wild too yeah. uh, we see this with spiders spider females will eat males it's it's not really uncommon for a female insect to attempt to devour a male <laughs> In order to get the proper amount of protein for egg production. Black Widow on them. Om nom 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 nom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for being my husband for three minutes. Now you're gone. (laughs) Om nom nom. Nice of you to assume they were married. Well, you can't be a widow unless you're married. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I don't know what the social mores of uh, Of spiders population outside of marriage is for spiders. (laughs) I just pictured a little tiny spider wedding ceremony and it was very cute. <laughs> the praying mantis is, of course, officiating because, yes. <laughs> yeah, praying mantis. It makes sense. Yeah. Da, uh, da, da, da. Mantis herself, to me, has basically zero mantis features other zero than, like legs. you mentioned, their robot arms. Right. And uh, Which is an add-on to her, not necessarily a, a staple feature of her. Yeah. It seems like a modern add-on. I will say that the styling of her jacket in the holiday special was a little bit more buggy. Yeah, yeah. It was cute. Like wings almost. Yeah. It had kind of a... Don't whack my microphone. It had a little kind of a tapered tailcoat thing going Mm -hmm. on that I thought was very buggy. And I thought, that was cute. That's a cute little detail to give her. Uh, Her characterization was a little bit more yelly than I'm used to. Yeah, she was she very spent a lot of time loud. yelling at Drax. Yeah, she was a little more aggressive. And she, to be fair, been... uh, you know, content warning: she was, uh, it, it, she had imbibed for a good section of the of the twenty minute special. <laughs> yeah, she was true. drunk for probably eight minutes of it. So her, her and Drax both were really, really tossing them down. Yeah, the, yeah, and I have no idea what her 
biology is of how fast that will <laughs> get through her system. <laughs> oh, uh, what I thought was kind of weird in the when they're coming to Earth and Drax forgets to cloak the ship, people mm-hmm. were afraid. But haven't uh, they seen like? Yeah, at that point, aliens, aliens are, are like a weird known thing. Are aliens, yeah, like they've invaded New York at this point like a good 10 years like when was it the first avengers movie 2012 so and plus they they're further in the future than us because they had a time skip but i would say their fear of aliens is probably based on every time they see aliens things go down and it's not pleasant but we have heroes who have weird looking ships like that yeah like the avengers have a big ship like that i just feel like seeing that ship should not have triggered the hysteria that happened yeah there was like open sobbing when yeah, saw yeah. The ship. <laughs> i mean i have to assume like the citizens of gotham the citizens of the marvel universe are terribly traumatized all the time <laughs> probably <laughs> like casualties so. that have happened they like try to kind of touch on it in endgame where they're like you know because they have like that therapy session with people like oh yeah all my all my family and friends got snapped i'm the only one here and like how traumatizing that would be they they kind of scratch on the surface i don't (laughs) i don't think there's a single person in the mcu that's doing well (laughs) (laughs) the mental health status of the mcu must be horrible like only only people with powers are probably feeling kind of okay yeah but then they get forced to fight as school children by a bald man yeah. <laughs> uh, who has like beef with his ex so like it's <laughs> not great for them either i guess everyone is struggling in the, MCU. the mcu is a struggle bus you heard it here first uh, i yeah. like i like drax i kind of i always like drax i think he's funny yeah I, i've read Dave some Batista. very interesting um like is drax on the autistic spectrum like think pieces oh and I think it's I, I think it's a really interesting take on Drax to make him s- mimic some of the uh, the symptoms of being on spectrum, and I and, and I've heard that, that there's a lot of autistic representation that people are like, yeah, someone on screen who's a hero who kind of thinks and acts like I do. Oh, that's nice. Finds other people <laughs> to be like overwhelming and confusing sometimes because that's one of his major things with with Mantis is she's so empathetic. And he's so like, what are the rules? I need you to explain to me why this isn't. Yeah, with the cop cars. What I thought it was. Yeah. He didn't understand. You can't. Explicitly says, what are the rules? Yeah. And I I think it's interesting to pair those two up together. Although they didn't really. I've heard that before, but that's that's fascinating and makes sense. Yeah. It does feel, you know, I I know plenty of people on the spectrum and yeah, that that kind of clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really interesting way to, uh to diversify the personality types of of the mcu and to place mantis whose whole power set is empathy with drax whose whole personality is kind of why are you doing that you know so i I think it's an interesting team up although we didn't see much of that interaction because she spent so much time yelling at him which didn't feel like the best to me but oh well yeah i found that to be really off-putting the amount yeah, of yelling. Yeah, how often she was, she was yelling at Drax. Like, um, I, I don't feel not, like not what the she actress's was... fault at all. Whatever the no, writing no, was. I think that's a James Gunn problem. Strange. I think James yeah. Gunn likes when little tiny women scream at people. <laughs> oh. He has a preference. 
I think that's something he finds funny. Mm. And I, I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze that, but <laughs> I think James Gunn I, thinks it's funny that I just teeny find tiny it mantis annoying. yells at big strong Drax. That's uh, like, like some yelling would have been totally fine, but yeah. the amount and of And frankly justified at parts. Too much. Yeah. Looked over that cop car like it was nothing. <laughs> like there's people in there, Drax. Calm down. Uh, I find uh, a teenage Groot to be uncomfortable to look at. Yes. I wanted to talk about. So. They they clearly just put a dude in a suit, right? Yeah. It's just a dude in a suit with a helmet on, and he's he spends the first half I of the wish special. Been diesel in that suit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he was so swole. He was like a thick boy for this, it's and very, big. Yeah. very like not Wide. his usual body type. Because normally he's, excuse the pun, a little willowy. Yeah. You know, he's tall and tree like, but this time he was. <laughs> He's like a he was like, yeah, he was like only a little bit taller than Drax and about his width. He was like, he looked That's like a I, professional I really wrestler. That was Vin Diesel. It was just Vin Diesel. It was Vin suit. Diesel in there. Just him going. <laughs> and for like the first half of the special, he's far enough away from camera that like the detail doesn't matter. They really only bothered to CGI him in like one shot. <laughs> the rest of the time, he's like just kind of in the distance, a dude in a suit. Hang Which, you know, out. it's just a holiday special. They don't want to whip out $100,000 worth of CGI. But Yeah, I mean, they and they had already done a lot of CGI, I think, right. for that. For, the for Mantis alone, you got to do yeah. a lot of CGI because she has her antenna that kind of move. And move then she the has time. those big old eyes that I assume aren't completely contacts. I think there's some enhancement going on oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard to see out of contacts that dark, but I, I I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. But her eyes are, I think, uh, inhumanly large. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the confusing part about the Groot suit is if they were trying to give him like an in between step between teenage sullen Groot that you see in Endgame and his full adult, like I'm ten foot tall Groot. Mm-hmm. Disney has a Groot suit that walks around the parks that is a dude in stilts. Does it look and good? I haven't seen it. It looks good. I mean, and they use it for the meet and greets. So the meet and greet suits are always a little bit better than other suits because mm. they're going to be wear and tear a little bit more. And people see them up close and people have pictures of them that they share on social media or hang up in their house or whatever. So those right. suits are a little bit nicer. So Jasmine is looking a little bit more put together for the meet and greet Jasmine <laughs> than Jasmine you'll see only from like a great distance on a stage. You know, that's just that's just the nature of costuming. The best costumes, fun facts, are the parade costumes. Those are the costumes that get the big bling, the good heavy duty <laughs> sparkle factor are the parade outfits. I've, because- I've never been to Disney, so I, I don't. Oh, I don't girl. Know. Can we <laughs> can we write it off on our taxes? This is for our job. This is for podcasts. We have to go to Disneyland together. Oh my god! Yeah. We just do a podcast from Disneyland. How from Disneyland, we're like sitting by the river. We're just like, and now we're going to talk about all the bugs we saw at Disneyland. Look, here's a water beetle. Here's a water skipper. Here's a thousand mosquitoes. Oh, so many flies. Oh yeah, you gotta assume. Maybe. 
one day one day we'll just do podcasts at the disneyland parks because there's a lot of food at the disneyland (laughs) i'm sure that they do spray for many kinds of bugs at the (laughs) disneyland oh derek says they treat for mosquitoes and it is apparently a thing Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. You're going to have a lot of guests. You probably yeah. want to treat. I know that the Disneyland cats are a thing. There's um, cats? Oh, yes. There's a whole cast of cats. They Ooh. have a whole fleet of cats that they uh, feed and care for, you know, their veterinary needs. But otherwise, I think they don't interact with them much. And they're just in the parks. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I like that. If you spy a Disneyland cat, it is... Uh, something of a special moment because they <laughs> they're very good at just chilling out till nighttime because at nighttime again there's a lot of garbage at disneyland this is not <laughs> this is not a like burn on disneyland where you have food you will have things yeah, that want to eat you. that food rats abound in disneyland you are never more than 10 feet from a rat at disneyland that's just, like that, being that, in new york city it's fine right it, those are just the facts i know how that is <laughs> <laughs> So the Disneyland cats are there to take care, take care of the, ironically, to take care of the mice and rats at Disneyland. There is a Disneyland cat. There's Rotunda. Oh, Rotunda. Look at you. She's not wearing a collar today? Or is it just no. lost Shaking his in head, her no, folds? no collar. She said, get out of here, collar. She's so cute. Speaking of cats, our very own podcast cat, Rotunda. <laughs> Our editor in chief, <laughs> yes, the producer of us all. Really, she's the one who <laughs> keeps us on track. She's like, "Meow, get back to work, meow." Uh, wow. So, holiday special. Uh, we haven't gone over the plot at all, but the plot basically is: uh, Chris Pratt, aka Star Lord, is sad because uh, things are bad in the MCU, as we've previously discussed, including that his girlfriend no longer knows who he is. Whoops timey-wimey <laughs> that's the danger of time travel you know and, and sometimes it's time and he's missing he's missing that feeling that holiday yeah feeling. he's missing that holiday feeling and the aliens of nowhere decide <laughs> that they need to kidnap kevin bacon the hero and bring him back to chris pratt so that he can be happy at christmas which is cute all, it's very, right very i'll cute. do as like a it's kind of a a buttering up tactic for Mantis who wants to reveal to star Lord that she is his half sister, which at first I was like, they've known each other a long time. How has this never come up? But if she was snapped for five years, then it hasn't been that long for her. And I imagine it's a little nerve wracking. You don't know how he's going to take the news. Maybe it's hard to figure it out. Um, Star Lord was also snapped during that time. So they haven't, they've, there's, five years less time to interact between them than we thought we had so she you know and and she brings up some good points that she's like well i'm not sure he wants to know because that was pretty traumatic to find out that your dad is like a super space being and that he loved your mom so he had to kill your mom like that's a little dark does he really want to be reminded of that every time he sees me his half-sister but I was kind of under the assumption that she was his half sister all along. Yeah. Like even if they weren't blood related, which don't get me started on like blood Wait, relation is like the a, only thing that like counts to be family. Yeah. I mean, clearly ego was her 
guardian of some kind of another yeah. and she says in that first movie that she's always lived on that planet with ego so as far as i'm concerned ego was her dad emotionally even if he wasn't her dad physically right right no that makes sense um, but yeah yeah but found yeah, family they, is like the whole guardians thing that's like the whole thing exactly that's the whole thing that's their jam it's nice especially it's really... in guardians 2 which is when mantis is introduced right I, I like the the whole, the theme of found family really works right now, especially mm-hmm. with um, folks of the LGBTQA plus community. Like a lot of their family, due to you know issues with their blood family, mm-hmm. are found family now, and that really is a great option to have. You know? Yeah, with Thanksgiving just passed, I saw many uh, TikToks, reels, whatever you're. <laughs> your video of choices reminding people that if your blood quote-unquote family has rejected you in some way or another that your found family is just as valid and mm-hmm. if you're still looking for that found family you'll find it yeah it's if, if you need us at bugs need heroes to be your found family we're your yeah. moms now <laughs> we'll, we'll accept you for I'll, thanksgiving i'll be your aunt but oh, yeah. okay that's, okay i'll be mom you be auntie <laughs> I will wrap you in my bosomous hug and pinch your cheekies and she, ask she you will. how you're doing. She I absolutely will. will. Mm-hmm. Don't I threaten will. me with a good time. <laughs> I will awkwardly pat you on the shoulder if you need me to. And Right. You'll ask how school's going and, yeah. and listen to all their <laughs> all their academic woes. I'll, I'll buy you some buy you some books and toys. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want. Beautiful. Yeah. I meanwhile am piling your plate full of pie. So <laughs> But we are here for you, listeners. If you, yeah, if you're missing family, yeah, give us a call. We're around. Listen to this podcast and know that the happy holidays of Bugs Need Heroes loves you <laughs> and you're good and you're accepted and yep. just the way you are. I, we're or the way you want to be. <laughs> we're a pollinator positive podcast. So we love <laughs> all kinds of little buggy dudes. And I would argue that the whole premise of this podcast is given love to things that are not always loved right away yeah we're so all about acceptance if you feel like here. you're not loved right away we love you <laughs> <laughs> along with the pollinators it's along with pollinators. the pollinators if you could somehow pollinate something uh we will love you all the more if oh. you if you get those what do they have those like seed packets where you they're like wildflowers and you're just supposed oh. to like wah, 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 throw them as you go then you would be extra loved by producer us. Derek has made an exception uh, for Emerald Ash Borers. We yes, don't of course. Love you. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You're not fans. <laughs> as long as you're not an invasive species, yes. <laughs> which I would argue that humans are such an invasive species that we are now naturalized to all conditions. <laughs> and here on the East Coast, it's spotter lanternflies. Spotter you can lanternflies. Get the heck out of here. They were, which, they were, which we'll uh, cover next year, I think. On yeah. A, during episode. the boon of next year i just saw a twitter thread that was about uh, uh the spotted lanternflies and i was like they're still going are they still going um i haven't seen any live ones here in a, a okay, few good, weeks good, good, it's pretty good. cold it must have just been an old video then <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean there might be other places that are warmer i'm where i am it's oh, pretty, pretty chilly. yeah i don't remember where this video took place it was it was about people being bad uh calling the cops on people who don't deserve to have the cops called on them. But some people feel that the police are their personal um, 
Alexcore settlers. To, yes. Yeah. I don't like what they're doing, so I'm going to call the cops. Those that are people is not who need hobbies. <laughs> Those are people who uh, need a reality check on yeah. uh, life in general. Go, go find something else to do. Like watch, like watching <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy holiday <laughs> like special. Like watching the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday <laughs> special. Watch Kevin uh, Bacon be charming on a microphone. I will say the music was very strong. Yes, in the holidays. It always it is started off strong and kept going. What did yeah, you think Guardians of their, usually has a good soundtrack. What do you think of their opening song about Christmas? I liked it. it the opening song is uh, Christmas from an alien's perspective, and like how weird <laughs> Christmas traditions are. If you like, take a step back and look at them. Which I like Santa as a pro burglar. <laughs> uh, yeah, Santa as a as a burglar often brought up by small children like but why <laughs> but why uh, i liked it i think it's a strong contender to get put on christmas lists and i think it's very difficult to uh make new holiday songs at this point yeah yeah and, the uh, ones that hit and so a lot of times just want to know um, the, the band is called the wombats the wombats which, which seems apt they, yeah. <laughs> if you could imagine a band of wombats what kind of music would they make <laughs> i would say that it was probably pretty spot on <laughs> but i i really liked that opening song i i would play it at a holiday party yeah it, it had was good fun. vibes it was uh, very fun. yeah like i said it's hard to make a holiday song a new holiday song that still slaps <laughs> because it's hard I, there's I, just I so really many don't like christmas music but i was okay with that I'm not a Christmas as, music fan. I know, bless uh, me. Kids, we had a CD that was called Jingle Cats, which was Christmas music in the meows of cats. Oh, oh so we no. like meow, 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 but like real cats. And as a kid, I flippin' loved it. I don't know how my mother put up with it. I, <laughs> I remember we would try to play it, and there would be times when mom was like, no no more jingle cats oh that's like i surprised she didn't just snap that cd in half at some point (laughs) listening to it as an adult all i can hear is cats that are being forced to meow and it makes me sad (laughs) (laughs) like if it was all just like inquisitive hey hey where did they get all those meows from i think a lot of them are (laughs) people harassing cats is the answer (laughs) which is why i can't listen to it now (laughs) Please it's like my notice. Cats. I can't watch that anymore either. Although some cats are pretty vocal. Uh, my cat Finn, if you talk to him, he will meow back mm. uh, every almost every time. He's very meow heavy, which is adorable. So My previous cat would nice meow in between day. songs. So if you went like da 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 da, he would meow. Meow. Da 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 da. Meow. So, like, not all, I don't want to make it sound like every single meow on Jingle Cats was a forced meow. But you can kind of tell. Like, if you've had cats in your life, you know which cats which cats are meowing because they want to meow. And which cats mm. are meowing because you're like, stop poking me. Yeah, because they know? need something. Yeah. Stop harassing me. I just, I'm just sitting here. But. Producer Derek is showing us a photo of one of his cats, <laughs> Kamazats, who just screams. He's a screaming Scram. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some cats is are very actually local. screaming right now outside the door while I record. Oh. I hear him. He's just, <laughs> Mother! Mother, why Mother. don't you let me into the room with all the plants? I because want to eat the plants, Mama! <laughs> we just brought Let's... all our plants in for the winter from the balcony. Yeah. Oh, I see. And so many now... of them are not cat safe. 
So. Temptation exists. Yeah. He just yeah. Poinsettias, a reminder to the audience mm-hmm. at this holiday time. Do not let your cats eat poinsettias. Probably don't let your cats eat any plants, if I'm super honest. Um, unless you lilies, really know. too. Some folks like lilies around the holidays. Mm. Lilies are poisonous for cats. Um, succulents are mostly okay. There's lots of cat okay plants, too. Hey, I know there's cat grass. Um, if you've got a cat that cat loves grass. to eat. Just be careful. Just be careful. Yeah, African this holiday time roses when they bring fine. in plants. But yeah, always check. If you have pets, always, check. always, always check because I'm always surprised by the lists that go around. Like, don't let your dog eat these things because it's things that like I would not think are bad at all. Like, I think olives is on that list, and I'm like, huh. oh, is it because they're I'd probably give my dog an olive and not ever think about it because <laughs> olives are tasty. You know what I recommend not giving your dog, and my dad used to do this all the time: Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give your dog Brussels sprouts. Oh, no. I've heard that onions is on the list of like, it's fine if they get a couple onions, but like too much onion is really bad. Also, some of these foods are like, if you just feed your dog a cup of this. And I'm like, no one's feeding their dog a cup of onions. (laughs) Like, chill out. (laughs) Like, oh, well, grapes are carcinogenic. And it's like, uh, how much grape does it take? Because like, technically, bananas are radioactive. So (laughs) you just got to be careful. Um, I just I just don't know. I know with the holiday season with for Christmas, we visit my in-laws house near Boston and uh, we bring our cats with us. And uh, my one year, my sister-in-law was so excited because Darcy was begging for turkey. So she kept giving him little pieces of turkey uh-huh. and she's like, look at how cute he is. Look at him eating the turkey. And then he vomited on her shoe. So oh, of course, <laughs> Not, his appreciation was shown via vomit because they don't know how to yeah. stop. They just go. Oh, uh, you're just gonna keep I believe producer Rotunda is a big turkey fan. Is she? she? She goes wild for the turkey. Me too, Rotunda. Turkey's like one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like turkey. Really? Every year, my father makes two turkeys, and every year I have to say, "Why did you make two turkeys?" <laughs> two turkeys. Only, like, you guys yeah. have a pretty big family, right? I, I would say compared to. Uh, the average nuclear family in the United States of two parents, two children. We do have a big family because we have four kids and then grandchildren, then and then grandchildren. But <laughs> only two of those children still live nearby enough to come to Thanksgiving, unless there's a flight involved, which there was mm. not this year. Uh, and then, uh, so then it was just what. One, two, three, four, five, six adults and a literal infant and a four-year-old <laughs> who ate two bites of croissant and then left the table. So that's about right. <laughs> two turkeys was too much, but he took one turkey to his parents. So it all worked out in the oh, end. That, yeah. I, I love turkey. I wish my parents had given me leftovers. They did not because my dad <gasps> loves turkey, but they did give me the turkey carcass. And I made mm. stock yesterday, and it's turkey delicious. Stock. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. use that bird. I need to make uh, turkey tortilla soup this Ooh, weekend. Because that's, that's usually what we end up doing with the leftover turkey bits. My husband's a big, uh, for the next week after Thanksgiving, eating turkey sandwich boy. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. He was when, upset um... that there wasn't more gravy to <laughs> flavor savor his sandwiches in. <laughs> Here on the East Coast, we have um, uh, a place called Wawa. Have you heard of Wawa? I believe 
a convenience. I, I took Derek to a Wawa when he was is here. It, is it a, a convenience store chain or is that something else? Um, it's yeah, kind of. It's like a what else do we have here? We have Quick Check. Um, Derek, what's the equivalent where you guys are? Do you know? Really, we don't have an equivalent. Wawa. Wawa. We have plaid pantries. We have Seven Elevens. Maybe it's. I guess it's kind of like a Seven Eleven, but way better. Because you way can better. get you can get sandwiches there, and um, oh. soft pretzels and coffee. They're really well known for their coffee. But um, around Thanksgiving, they have a sandwich called the Gobbler, and I love it. It is turkey stuffing, gravy, and cranberry sauce on a sandwich. Yeah, that sounds great. My Fantastic. dad got out the the can of cranberry sauce. I was like, "Why are you doing that? No one here <laughs> eats cranberry sauce." You know, Dad. Dads just love traditions. They love to eat, cook two turkeys and get out a can of cranberry sauce that no one will eat. My mom made cranberry sauce and cranberry chutney from scratch. What? And they, they were okay. Cranberry yeah, chutney. Chutney. It was okay. Um, <laughs> my mom's a good cook. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just, you know, it was yeah. fine. I don't want Cranberry's a lot of not it. for everyone. It's sweet. I don't really want sweet with my dinner so much. So, Fair mom, enough. if you're listening, your chutney was delicious. I yes. just don't want to eat more than that. I did. I ate enough. <laughs> she ate. She's not listening. <laughs> can't even get you. Can't even get a mom to listen to a podcast. If you had a podcast, I would listen to it as your Bugs Need Heroes mom. Yeah, abs- me too. Me too. Your Bugs Need <laughs> Heroes aunt. I'm here for your podcast. Uh, well, Amanda, we have the very rare opportunity where we are not speaking from the future or the or the past. Yes. So true. what are you what are you doing for Christmas? Because this will come out tomorrow. For Christmas, I think we discussed briefly in the next episode that will come out, which is the chocolate midge episode. Uh, that I typically go to Zoo Lights, which is our zoo uh, extravaganza. But I, I don't think we're doing anything big this year because, like I said, two of my siblings live out of state. They're not flying in for Christmas? Well, one cannot fly because she is with child. And oh. that child is uh, likely to show up at any time. Oh, wow. Um, um, but so one can't fly because she, the baby would be born in the sky. And that seems like a logistical nightmare. Uh, and the other one lives in Idaho. Are so we naming that baby Isabella Tiger Moth? Uh, I, I argue that we just refer to her as Isabella <laughs> Tiger Moth, regardless of what the child's actual name is. <laughs> we'll just strong arm our siblings into naming their, the children after bugs. But the other brother lives close enough that he wants to drive here instead of fly. Oh, okay. But it's, but it's so long that he doesn't want to drive. He's kind of stuck in this Venn diagram of no good options. He's gotta, he's gotta make it, make it work. So you gotta stay for a long enough time. Or right, exactly. It's the old. Bad. If I'm gonna drive for 16 hours, oh if I God, count it's... to and from, I better Ugh. be there for longer than two days. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not worth it with my not quite two year old in the back. Because two year olds don't travel well. Like even. Even two-year-olds that travel well don't travel well. That's just the reality of two-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't blame them at all that they're like, yeah, we don't really <laughs> want to put the two-year-old in, a, in the a back long of the drive for the two-year-old. And the only thing worse than putting a kid in the back seat for eight hours would be to try to be in the airport for eight hours instead. Like, uh, I yeah, 
That's no, tough. no shade from me <laughs> not <laughs> wanting to travel the two year old. Yeah, we Plus, have, you know, it's like uh, snowy and like uh, we have a Idaho. five hour drive, I think, to Boston. It's there, it's they're like right outside of Boston, but mm-hmm. um, and it's me and my husband, and we take the cats with us. And uh, my in-laws are adorable. They love the cats. They're so pumped when they come and they <laughs> wander so around sweet. the house. And my mother-in-law always buys them toys they don't need. <laughs> well, of course. She got to spoil her grandkitties. Yeah. Grand <laughs> Even though there are here. plenty of grandchildren. <laughs> grandkitties are, uh, they tell less long rambling stories than a seven-year-old. So <laughs> sometimes they're superior. And they don't roll your eyes at you. So. Yeah, they don't tell you like how out of touch you are. Like, Ugh. uh, the other day I called to my son. I said, "Come here, it's you know it's time for lunch or whatever." And he goes, "Mom, I'm trying to play my video games." I was <laughs> like, uh, "You're four. You don't get to talk to me this way. <laughs> Come check back in in ten years, and you can try to speak to me this way." Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is mouthy for a four year old. I do not need this glimpse into the future, young man. I won't have it. You will lose your Sonic the Hedgehog privileges like that. Kids are still playing Sonic now? Did they come oh, out with yeah. new Sonic well, the Hedgehog games? We have the Steam uh, Sonic collections of many kinds. Oh, I mean, I use Steam. <laughs> he likes Sonic. the Sonic, Sonic Mania, is the one he prefers, which is kind of a, I think it started as a fan made. Um, a fan-made game and then got picked up by the actual producers of Sonic and we're like, we'll mm-hmm. let you make this game under our umbrella, actually. So that's really cool that a fan thing became a real thing. That's the one he likes. Uh, I like Sonic 3, mm-hmm. which is where you get to fly as Tails. I remember early in our marriage, I was playing Sonic 3 and I just busted through it like i could play all of sonic 3 in probably about two hours start to finish (laughs) and my husband was like how are you how did how often do you play sonic and i was like i haven't played sonic in 10 years this is all just muscle memory from the thousands of hours i put in as a kid (laughs) well i love uh you know i love a good bug themed game and um there's a bee simulator which is adorable and you play a little worker bee do you Um, get to dance there's yes, there is dancing that happens. Listeners, I am correct. Amanda's dancing. dancing. <laughs> uh, there's there's web, which is a little spider game. That one I hear is very um, cute. That you have to I go. No, Derek plays webbed. Uh, yeah, you have to go find your little spider spouse. They've yeah. been taken, I believe, by a dragonfly. Something like Maybe. that. Maybe yeah, and the hollow uh, hollow knights one, and then um, and then we've Alfred. got the new we've got the new uh, Spider Man game out. Which I have not tried yet, but um. Oh, and recently the Steam, the Steam sale is going on right now. Yeah, and, usually um, all through Black Friday's weekend. Yeah, so one of the older Spider-Man games is on sale. If anyone is looking uh, to get that, my son does not Steam. listen to the podcast. He is getting more Sonic the Hedgehog games for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> He's been playing Mario, what he calls Mario Odd City. Uh, listeners may know that it's actually Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I he calls it Odd City. <laughs> uh, and he has pretty much played that one top to bottom. It is slightly difficult to play Mario when you cannot read. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just but, make, uh, a, make the story up as he goes right. along. He, well, he plays a lot with his dad. And his dad will 
Oh, tell him what him. he needs to know <laughs> story-wise but you know he's four he doesn't care what the story is we've been playing a lot of lego games he's right mm. slightly too young for the lego games but he's I've ready playing play the a lot of marvel lego, LEGO skywalker saga uh it, it just purchased that one at the steam sale yeah. yesterday uh, so webbed he, is also on sale by oh, the way webbed is also on steam sale he's he's right at the age where he wants to play video games but he's still really needs your help to play video games mm. i think i've expressed on this podcast before game developers make a kid assistant mode for your games just do it just do it just make your game <laughs> and then make a second character that can help but not hinder and they get to do stuff on the screen yeah just that's all they want to do they just want that's do. all they want to do all they want to be uh a little dude that can collect the coins. That's all I need <laughs> from a, a parent with helper mode. Uh, oh, Beast Simulator is also on sale. Derek is doing real time. <laughs> Derek is real time <laughs> checking, checking the sales. sales. Um, if you if you have a, a little kid, uh, Beast Simulator is pretty kid friendly. Okay, uh, great, great, every, great. Everything I'll is assisted. Out. It tells you to press these buttons and when to press them and. So I think perfect. It's that's what he needs because they'll be like, okay, you've learned how to do this skill now, because I'm expecting you to be an adult who's playing this game, which is fine. Assume that adults are playing your game, but then he doesn't know what to do because they haven't reminded him that he's learned a skill. Yeah, like, you have to use your your hat throw technique here, and he's like, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't yeah, know what to do. Be like, reminds you that you're supposed right. to do this Perfect. i mean four might be a little young but i don't know like well if he's playing in his dad's lap you know then it's fine yeah it's fine he'll be all right uh but he's been very into that we have the the switch light and it's very very sweet to look at him curled up with his dad playing little nintendo he calls it the Aww. bintendo as well because he can't <laughs> say nintendo for some reason can i play your bintendo <laughs> um i love the way little kids talk when they can't quite <laughs> say the right word it's adorable yeah well, we, and we've all been there as little kids. yeah you what is spaghetti becomes something else spaghetti but yes yeah exactly <laughs> animals gets reversed sometimes and uh i know that there's studies on like why that is but i haven't read any of them like why it is that some of these words consistently get turned into this other word and like what that means for kids learning english yeah i don't know i haven't read those studies because i i don't have kids so i'm less <laughs> they're outside your purview <laughs> less interested yeah yeah um oh, the another steam cell update the arkham batman games are also on also sale, very which good. i have I love not played oh i have arkham asylum and i haven't played it yet it's just asylum i would argue is the best game best mm. story but arkham city is the most fun to play because you get to, it's more open world. You just get to like be Batman. Woo! Fly to the city. Oh, that's fun. Whereas, whereas Arkham Asylum is more of a linear story. Like I go to this place to do that thing. I encounter this person. Mm -hmm. Then I have the clue I need to go to this place and encounter this person. So like it's, it's a world. better linear story. Yeah. But city that open world format for Batman really works because you're like, time to go and beat up criminals but not kill them because I can just abandon their bodies in the snow and that doesn't kill them for some reason. <laughs> Even though they're probably getting hypothermia and dying in the snow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then now would be a good time, of course, to say rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, who does the voice for all oh, the Arkham yeah. games. We yeah. recently lost him and I am upset about it. He he sounded delightful. I read a bunch of articles about him when he passed and he just seemed to really love being the voice of Batman. And he, being the Batman. And he, he came to last, it not being a Batman fan. Yeah. Last year he released a like very short comic about his experience of getting the Batman role because he, mm. I mean, he's he has that buttery smooth deep voice that was oh, so yeah. perfect for batman and bruce wayne as well because he's so charismatic um but he was trying to make it as you know like a serious actor and then he was shakespearean trained i believe he was in several shakespeare productions <laughs> he's got a very shakespeare voice if i'm honest uh and then coming to batman and feeling like uh he really got the batman character of i have to hide who i really am mm -hmm. i have these dual identities uh who do i tell that i'm the batman who do i not tell that i'm the batman those sorts of things because well, and he related it very strongly to his um experience of being an openly gay man in the 1990s trying to make it as an actor right which right. today we think of hollywood as a very gay friendly. a very queer space even though yeah. i think in reality it's probably still not a very queer space <laughs> but um but the, in the nineties, you you know, being out was a big deal in the nineties. Oh yeah, a big and, deal. and dangerous, a little bit dangerous, and frankly dangerous. You know, I mean, still yeah. dangerous. Twenty, yeah. thirty years later. Um. So he was. Oh, Derek's saying he wasn't out at the time. Well, the 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 point being that the having a, a secret identity, like some Bruce part Day. of you that yeah. you masked to try and do good in the world and and i would say <laughs> this might be showing my bias a little bit anyone that mark hamill hangs out seems hangs out with seems to be like <laughs> mark mark hamill seems to have good boy sniffing powers yeah he's like i'll hang out with you you seem good because i think mark hamill's good a good people. boy so. yeah. i love mark hamill um he yeah he seems like a super nice man yeah so i know that kevin and mark were very close friends because they work together so because because Kevin, the definitive I mean, batman voice, voice and the definitive joker, joker voice yeah. yeah they spent a lot of time together they made like 14 games or something where they were <laughs> across from each other oh, that's crazy so yeah and like mark keeps trying to retire the bat the, the joker voice he keeps trying to retire from batman <laughs> stuff and then and then they're like but what about this one well just one more mark hamill just one and he's like, oh, okay, 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 one more, just, just this one though. Now that um, Kevin is gone, I think Mark will finally get to, yeah, to stay. Put the Joker I, down. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, find a new Joker, a new Batman. Because so far, all the new Jokers, like in the Harley Quinn show, it's it's a Joker voice that is someone doing their best. Mark Hamill as the joker voice that's not which good. don't get me wrong it's great like he no, does a great impersonation do your own voice but I, yeah but you know. but they're clearly they couldn't pull mark into <laughs> into being their voice so they they pulled someone who sound enough like mark that it was fine and sometimes i'll watch avatar which i know you haven't watched Avatar: the last airbender and he is the voice of the the uh later game big bad i believe he's introduced at the end of season one and it's it's Mark Hamill doing his villain voice, which only occasionally strays into Joker territories. But every time it does, I'm like, ah, there it is. You can the Joker. It. I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who loves ba uh, loves Avatar, who didn't realize the Fire Lord Ozai is voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we will include a link to the comic where Kevin Conroy wrote uh, about his experiences of gaining the Batman voice while a, uh... oh, it was in the DC Pride Anthology book. Oh, great. It is for free on the DC comic app. We're plugging all kinds of things today. Plug all the things. Um... Uh, uh, yeah, you have to cut this a little bit right. <laughs> so he spoke. It's called Finding Batman, and he talks about the discrimination he faced with potential collaborators and employees or employers that found out about his homosexuality. Conroy says that he, uh, on multiple occasions, had been removed from consideration for acting jobs due to his sexual orientation. Ugh, that's so you know, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, he's. I mean, how could you listen to that voice and not be like, I not want to hire Use I gotta use this voice somewhere. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite Justice League Unlimited, I believe it's Unlimited, moments is when the character Cersei, the the sorceress, uh, and Zatanna, I believe they've turned (laughs) Wonder Woman into a pig. I believe Cersei has turned her into a pig. (laughs) And in order to turn Wonder Woman back into her usual self, they have to like blackmail Batman. (laughs) Like she wants something from Batman, something he can never get back. And what it is, is he ends up singing in a club, uh, <laughs> revealing oh that he has an excellent singing voice, which is something he can never get back. <laughs> uh, uh, <that's, laughs> and, and he sings and it's funny. beautiful. Kevin Conroy had a beautiful voice. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah my piece Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. From one Kevin to another, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Do we have any um, like final thoughts, I guess, on Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, how many legs would you give Mantis? I think we decided she had zero, no, zero. legs no leg. for Mantis-like behavior. Uh, but I still think she's very cute in the MCU. I think they... She's adorable. She has a, a great characterization, very different from the other characters, which for me at this point is the big standout. There's so much MCU content that is your character unique enough that I remember them? That seems to be the only thing that matters at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, the, the woman who plays Mantis, I think that's uh, Palm Clementif, right? Palm Clementif. Am I wrong? Am I, am I right? Oh, Derek's giving yeah, me the right, thumbs right. up. I think, I got I think it. that's right. Uh, but Palm, Palm, yeah. Palm Clementif does a great job. She does She's a great job. Very fun as Mantis. Yeah she has such a unique characterization of how she speaks when she's mantis that i think Mm -hmm. is very very sweet and endearing but at no point do i doubt that she's also like could take me out you know she just (laughs) kill me anytime (laughs) there was one point where like she's cgi hopping around kevin bacon's house i was like oh no oh no oh oh no i don't want this i don't want this at all do not hop like that for for the record that's not for the record yeah they can i believe the, can the is it just the boys that fly? Someone flies. Who uh, mantises fly? Everyone's got wings. Everyone's um, got wings. So <laughs> they they, may, they don't do long flights. They're not. It's more like yeah. A, they're more like chickens. Like controlled fall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll eventually do a whole mantis episode where we will talk yeah. more about what a actual mantis hero should look like. And it's uh, not many, empathy powers. How many legs would you give the movie? as a whole overall i liked it i cried at one point but you know i gotta say as a kid i was the stone you could not squeeze a tear from as an adult the right like perfume commercial can you get me and i'm like (laughs) 
<laughs> and holiday specials. I don't know what it is about holiday specials. Something about the Christmas time mood is just like, okay, it's time to cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're just crying about Aww. family now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it got me. So must be pretty good. I, I would give it. I give it four out of six holiday legs, holiday stocking legs, <laughs> stocking, little stocking. Where imagine a bug wearing six stockings? Hilarious! Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> what a what what kind of bug? I just pictured an ant for some reason, like a little ant wearing little. Stockings. Yeah, I believe there is a Christmas bug, a Christmas beetle, but it is in Australia, I believe, because mm. their Christmas time weather is inverse of ours. Yes. <laughs> So their bugs come out as our bugs go away. I think uh, I think I'd also give it a four out of six Christmas stocking yeah. feet. Yeah, it was cute. It was, good. It was cute. It wasn't too it was long. Only it was minutes. only 45 minutes. Was it 45? Okay. Oh, it felt okay. like I think 25 I, minutes to Amanda. It, it, it cruised by. It just yeah. zipped by for me. Uh, I think they were some great uh, little interstitial moments with the other guardians. If one of the other guardians is your favorite besides Drax and Mantis. Uh <laughs> there was some. I won't spoil the moment where one character gives another character a gift that <laughs> made me laugh out loud quite loudly. Well, I think we can. I think people know that we're okay. Well, if you've watched it, so, yeah. Which, spoiler alert! Spoiler skip alert! The- skip the next ten seconds if you don't want to know <laughs> that. Uh, oh, what's? I don't even know her name now. I just want to call her Amy Pond. It's <laughs> <laughs> not her name. No, not even kind of. Not even kind of. Nebula. Nebula gives Rocket Raccoon Bucky's arm, which is a throwback to, uh, I believe, Infinity War, when Rocket Raccoon's like, I need your arm. And Bucky's like, no, it's my arm. Excellent. Excellent callback. That was was cute. I got to know if Bucky's just walking around without an arm now. How did he get Bucky's arm? What is Bucky doing right now? Yeah, what's going on? I, liked, well, I guess we'll um, find out in the new Captain America movie they just announced. I liked Groot Skips, which were the little the little dioramas. And then the last one was that guy <laughs> yeah, holding a diorama of him holding a diorama <laughs> holding a diorama. That one was very funny. I, I thought like, that was I very, very that. funny. <laughs> now, look on Etsy for some, some of those we created here in the next few weeks because it was very good. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought... Um, Yandu, the Yandu story was very cute. Yeah, the Yandu. There's kind of a, a throwback to the terrible animations of, of mm-hmm. holiday specials past, which is great. And they include uh, yeah. a Yandu story in that. Reminds me of a, the a nice way to include his special. I do feel like there's a little bit of uh, retconning going on and making Yandu a good dad because he definitely wasn't Quill's dad no. in that first Guardians movie. He was. No quills captor and like after guardians 2 they're trying to like kind of go back and insert that yondu was always like a loving parent to him to like yondu really bad yeah yeah because we like yondu because again sometimes an actor just fills in a role and he's so dang charismatic uh it's hard not to like michael rooker yeah i I feel that way about uh Tyrion in in game of thrones Mm-hmm. He is a lot more likable just because Peter Dinklage is playing him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you lovable scamp, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> that like th- this character who's like on the page, a horrible person. Yeah, but becomes likable because Peter like Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say if if for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched it yet, 
watch it. Watch, watch it. it. It's fun. It's watch a it. it's a it nice a little time. holiday special. Uh, my husband was nervous because you know holiday specials are usually horrible, but we both like. They it. are very special episodes. The holiday special, <laughs> which often is code for just thematically and uh, emotionally way different than the usual vibe. (laughs) But no, I think it was a Guardians movie. It had a very James Gunn feel. It was very good. It was a nice way for me to kick off the holidays movies experience. Exactly. And we, uh, I guess so we'll we'll say we hope whatever holiday you celebrate this winter season, that it's wonderful. And you celebrate it with people you want to celebrate it with. Yeah. So happy holidays to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love you. We do. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) Love, love, love. Bugs Need Heroes. Bye, guys. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. Oh, the Midge episode is probably going to get an explicit tag because... Uh, we gave them sensual powers because chocolate <laughs> is so sensual. <laughs>